Hi, this is Christine Griggs. And I'm Shelley Blevins. And we're just two crazy old widows who decided to start a podcast. And by old, she means middle-aged. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Dare to Live podcast. I'm Shelley. And I'm Christine. Today, I think we want to talk a little bit about just what keeps us busy, what we widows do to stay busy. And there's it's more than just watching... Dateline on Friday nights. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Dateline's a big part of it. First of all, though, I want to say the other day, I couldn't remember how many weddings I'd been to, and I've been to a lot. So as soon as we left here, I'm like, oh, there was that one and that one and that one. So that's how well my brain works on the spot. I have been to some weddings, and yes, all those same sentiments. Right, that we talked about last week. Right. Yeah. But it's funny because I think Shelly and I have said that lots of times on the ride home, like, oh, we should have talked about this. We should have talked about that. Right. So I think that, you know, looking back at last episode, then we'll kind of add the things that we think of. Right, right. Kind of thing. Yeah. And I guess, you know, I, I mean, staying busy is is huge to me. Like, you just have to keep yourself busy. And I know that, like I've said before, I went right into marathon training. Right. As soon as Jeremy passed away, and that was that was such a big thing for me. I mean, it just it just gave me something to do. And we know how great exercise is for mental health. Like it kept me, it just kept me going. And I think it was like if I had a day that I didn't run, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to go run. Like, yeah, I need to get that done. I'm that's not so much the case anymore. I need to get back to that (laughs) place. And I think with you, you went straight into 50K training. Like that timing kind of worked out. Right. Yeah. Shortly thereafter, because Jay died in September and it was, I think by November, we started our training for it. Yeah. Right. But it's weird because that whole year, you know, talking about what, what keeps us busy and things, the, well, when everything shut down with COVID, that was March of... 2020, I believe, right? Was it March? Yeah, March 2020. And so as a school teacher, I didn't even go into school. We were teaching, you know, over Zoom calls and things like that, but it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, the whole class every day. So I did have kind of a lot of time on my hands in in that sense. But looking back on it, and of course, COVID was an awful thing for so many people. As sick as Jay was, then I was giving him intravenous medicine three times a day. I think it was at like eight in the morning, two in the afternoon and 10 o'clock at night or something like that. And that was kind of what my schedule was for so long. Then of course there was the summertime and he was, he was still sick. Then when he died in September and I was thinking I was going to go back to work like three weeks later. And that just was not something that I was able to, able to do. And I think I've talked to you about this before, Shelly, that you know, as a teacher, and I teach middle school, and it's like not like I had an office job where I could close the door and if I needed to just, you know, cry, I could I could cry. Right. The other complication, of course, is that my my kids were at that school too, so you know they wouldn't want to see me upset, kind of thing. As far as going back to work, so then I didn't go back to work until December. And I remember thinking, like, I just don't want to go back. I just don't want to go back. I just want to take the rest of the school year off. And I went back, I think maybe like a week and a half before Christmas break. So it was kind of like I dipped my toe in. They were doing A-B schedules then. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just crazy. But looking back on it, I'm so glad that I went back because it did, like we were saying, it gives you something to do. And when you're when you're dealing with, you know, 30, 13-year-olds, you don't have a lot of time to think about other things. And I took, you know, FMLA. Then I was in the sick bank for um, work. You know, I donated a, a sick day every year for, gosh, 17 years that I've been at the district, 18. And um, so they were really very good to me. They let me use the sick bank. And so the whole time, I actually didn't go without pay, which was which obviously is another um, important thing I right. to get paid. The other thing that I that I remember from that time is, you know, as I was saying, I could I gave Jade medicine three times a day, and at ten o'clock, I remember I would sit down and I'd watch the Golden Girls, because <laughs> you know, everything seemed so cruddy. You know, Jay was sick and there was COVID, but I forgot how funny the Golden Girls are. <laughs> And what's That's even more idea. frightening is that Blanche is like our age. Wow. In, yeah. I mean, I think they were like in their late 40s when that show was on. I'm serious. Blan- remember Blanche you thought- You mean that's, they were playing that age? Yeah. Remember there was the one where Blanche thought she was could have possibly been pregnant, but it was the change? Oh, my gosh. I, I have so much useless knowledge in this head. <laughs> you have no idea. And I remember while I was watching the Golden Girls, I would I'd pour myself a bourbon and sit down because I had, it was pretty stressful. You know, you had to take blood out and put in Cipro or I, I can't even remember all of the steps that you had to do then. But the other thing I remember doing too was at this point, you know, nobody was really being social. Maybe that's not the right word, but people weren't gathering. And I remember walking around the neighborhood waiting for my 10 o'clock you know, for my 10 o'clock um, appointment with Jay. And people were at the end of their driveways, you know, and people had little, and so I would just walk around and wave to people. And something that strikes me, I don't know why I remember this, but Kenny Rogers died. I remember that day. And I, so in my walk, as I'm waving to all my friends in the neighborhood and stuff, I listened to The Gambler. I listened to all of Kenny Rogers' Islands in the Stream. I don't know why I remember that, but... I remember that day from, I guess just because we were home so much, I totally remember it. Yeah. But I mean, that just, again, I guess pulling in the exercise, it gave me something to do. I could sort of, you know, see people a little bit and just kind of wait out until I had to, I had to um, take care of Jay. Speaking of, of that... Um, you know, as, as Jay progressively got worse, um, you know, my mom came to help and my brother-in-law and at the end, it was really pretty much round the clock. We were giving him sublingual morphine, um, every hour. I remember the, the hospice lady, um, wanted, you know, we asked about an IV drip and they said that he couldn't have that at home, but the, the nurse encouraged me to put him in a hospice facility, which that wasn't happening. During COVID. Yeah, because who knows if we would have even been able to go in and see him. It was just, it was it was crazy. But the thing was, I remember after he passed, it was, I, I didn't sleep real well because I was up all the time. So that was another whole transition. But then before I went back to work, just kind of getting like the finances and everything in order was itself a part-time job. He, we didn't really have anything in probate. He just had some stocks that I had to go to probate for. But one thing... Um, and advice, I guess, I would I would give to other people is um, two things, I guess. One is to have a will. 
And it's such a morbid thought. Nobody wants to think of these things, of course. But Jay and I did. We had gone and gotten our will. And then I think we went out to dinner. We're like, if we have to go do this, then we're going to do something fun. It was huge that there was never a question about anything. Also, because Jay knew he was, he, you know, he was in hospice, we knew he, he was going um, to pass away, that um, he, was, he was able to give me all his passwords to like the bank account, his 401k stuff, because I wouldn't have known anything about it. I mean, I'm, I'm one of those people who, you know, it, it comes in the mail and I just place it on the table and I don't, don't even look into it that much. I did subsequently get a, get a financial planner to help me out with some of that stuff. But just having passwords and, you know, knowing where to find documents and stuff like that, it, it's just something you don't want to think about. But it was, it was really helpful in some of the stuff that I had to do. Um, I think Jay had 401ks at like three different companies and to try to roll those in. And it could be a lot. And it's certainly not something you want to deal with. Even after the fact, you know, I'm like, this is the last thing I want to be doing, you know, getting death certificates to send to this person and that person. Mm. And, you know, they asked me how many copies I needed of it. So I didn't know. I think I said 15. But just to to have that set and then you don't have to think about it anymore. Right. You know? I mean, I told my sister, because I don't know if she, if she had a will or not. She's like, oh, I don't think we have one. I was like, get one done like yesterday. And also life insurance. That's another whole thing I could talk about. But those things... If I had to give advice to anybody, I think that would be some of what the um, suggestions that I would have. What do you think? Yes. Same. (laughs) I I think I had all the passwords, but like for us, this was expect, you know, we kind of knew what was coming. Right. Well, and even... Even knowing it was coming doesn't make it easier, really. I mean, I remember Jay was saying, okay, I need you to know that these are some of the passwords. And I was like, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about this. But he was insistent and said, okay, here is the password to my computer. He wrote everything down in a notebook. And as much as I didn't want to deal with it at the time, later on, it really was kind of a gift. because made it so much easier. I mean, just, you know, you can't ever get anybody on the phone. I mean, I, I think I've spent hours just trying to get people on the phone um, for, the, for the 401ks. Then he had his, his HSA plan. I mean, it just was all sorts of things that I, I didn't know that I was going to ever have to deal with. Right. But I guess just, just being prepared, I think, is, is huge. Right. Um, and no because one wants- everyone doesn't know that it's a, a possibility. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm- you have sudden you know, catastrophic deaths. That- yeah. And nobody, nobody wants to think about it, but it, it's going to happen to all of us. I mean, really, that's, the, that's kind of, I guess, the, the idea here is that just be prepared and then have it written down or pass it on to someone, and then you don't have to think about it again. I mean, that's kind of the way I look at it. Even with my will, I showed my mom and my sister, because of course, after Jay died, that was one of the first things I did was I had to redo my will. And same thing, I got this big old leather binder, and um, I told my mom and my sister, I said, it's on the bottom drawer of the desk in the office. There it is. It'll have everything you need. And then I just, hopefully I'll be here for a long time. (laughs) We won't have to worry about it. But um, yeah, it's something that I, I think people avoid it because it's uncomfortable. Right. And nobody wants to think about that. No, no. So you had plenty to keep you busy until you 
did have to go until you ended up going back to work. Yeah, I, I did. Now, that's not to say either that there weren't days where, like, I dropped the kids off at school and crawled back into bed and put the covers over my head. Because I think that um, staying busy is important, too. But then there are those other days where you can just say, you know what? Forget this. Everything stinks, and I just want to put the cover mm-hmm. over my head. And I won't stay there, but, I mean, there definitely were a couple of days where I just – it's like, I don't want to deal with 401ks. I don't want to deal with the insurance. I don't want to deal with the will. I don't want to deal with the banks. I just want to put my head under the covers. Maybe watch Golden Girls or Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> Unless it's Friday night and then you're watching Dateline. That's right. So once you went back to work, you it was hard at first, but then you were glad? Yeah, yeah, I definitely was. And and. During this time, too, of course, you know, the kids were in sports. Katie was playing golf and Will was playing football. So kind of after school stuff, even though I wasn't working, um, I did a lot of that stuff. I'll never forget that was one thing where, you know, we've talked before about the, you know, when you get waves of, of grief. I'll never forget there was one time I was pulling up to pick up Will from football practice. And I was feeling fine. Didn't, didn't feel especially sad that day. And I pull up, and all along the fence watching the football practice, dad, 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 dad. And literally, I think there maybe was one mom there. And it hit me that I'm like, he's supposed to be standing there, you know, watching this football practice. Not me. So I sat and had a good cry in the car and then went went on to his practice. So that kept me busy, I think, after, after school activities with the kids, too. And also... I think I had to keep in mind, too, that I'm responsible for these kids, and these kids have to keep going on, and, and Jay would want them to be involved in their sports and the things that they love to do, too. So, I mean, having the kids, I think just, I don't think I could have survived without my kids, that's for sure. Right. One of the first things I had to do, Jeremy passed away at the beginning of August, so we had, you know, two, three weeks until school started. Right. And I had to bring my son to baseball tryouts. And that was, I I remember I went there and I did not look at anyone, you know, because Jeremy had always coached him. Yeah. You know, baseball was his thing. And he had coached him since, you know, he was T-ball. And I just remember I, I, I did it somehow. But I could not look at anybody and I could not talk to anyone. And, you know, everybody was so sweet. And I just somehow got through that. And when I think back to it now, you know, Bice was nine years old. And how hard that must have been for him. And he probably handled it better than than I was handling it. Yeah, I think that's one thing that's that's that never ceases to surprise me is the resiliency of kids. Right. You know, I mean, they, what our kids have had to go through, it just stinks. But you, I just feel like I learn a lot about them through all of this. Like they're, they're strong kids. And right, having are. got through this so early in life, I think it does kind of, it, it helps them to be resilient and because they see that there's no other choice. Right. So I didn't work. I actually, you know, as you know, I still, don't work, just still stay at home mom. But that's about to come to an end because I'm about to go back to work. So that's going to be, that's going to be 
I don't even know how that's going to be. <laughs> I mean, I've been on my own schedule for 18 years now. And but it's time for me to go back. And I th- I'm I'm glad. I think I'll be happy to go back. But it's just going to be a huge adjustment. Yeah. Well, and I think because it's going to be a huge adjustment for you this coming year, just with Bice going to school, you know, going away to school and, you know, right. Letty's got her gone, own stuff. You know, my daughter's 16, so she doesn't need me as much anymore. I'm not really the carpool driver. I had a lot of years of that, but that's kind of over because now they just drive themselves. So it's time for me to go back. Yeah. It's, it, it's one of the things, though, too, is as they get older... It's great because they're they're independent and they have their own lives. But sometimes I I just I'm sitting at home going, gosh, Jay, we could have had a date night. We could have been oh, doing all this stuff I and know. instead of it's Friday night and I'm watching Dateline. Right. <laughs> but just I, I think it it almost gets I don't know a little bit lonely. I think um, when the kids don't need you as much, you know, you're so busy pouring into them and driving them places. And then when you don't have to anymore, it just, I'm like, well, what am I going to do with myself? Right. You know, that's, you know, and so I mentioned, you know, like running helped me so much in the beginning. And then I, I pretty much went straight into fundraising. Jeremy died in August and I did our first 5k in February so I went straight into planning that, and now we're coming up on our 10th. It'll be our 10th 5K coming up next in 2023. We just had our ninth annual. So I spent a lot of time fundraising mm-hmm. for, and we it started out as the oral, through the Oral Cancer Foundation, which is the national foundation. And then maybe two or three years in, I brought it local and, you know, and started our own oral cancer fund up at, uh, at Levine. So that's kept me busy a lot, but now I kind of have that down. It's, you know, it's not as much work maybe that now that I kind of know what I'm doing with it, but that's, that's another thing that's kind of kept me busy all these years. And, and it helps so much just to know that you're, Helping, you know, you can help others. Yeah, in the same situation. So that's that's very um, comforting. Yeah, anything you can do, I think, that feels like make can make a difference to somebody. Right, I think is is really important. And I remember being at that race, and they did oral cancer screenings there. Mm-hmm. Yes, we. And did there was that. always a speaker, right? I remember mm-hmm. there was a speaker who had she'd been through oral cancer mm-hmm. too. That was really touching. Yeah. Yes, the fundraising is, it has helped me tremendously, you know, just to give back and someone else going through the battle of oral cancer, maybe we can make it a little easier on them. Um, So that's been good. But, you know, now, like I said, sending my son off to college soon, that'll be another episode, I'm sure. I might just sit here and cry for 30 minutes. Oh, gosh. I I can't even think about it. I mean, I think when I think about my kids leaving, it's... It's hard. Yeah. Um, And it's a great thing. He's going to be so happy and it's what he's supposed to do. But it's going to be a huge adjustment. And at the same time, I'm probably going to be going back to work, which... Which might be a good thing. It'll be a good thing. It's just going to be, you know, I'm a 50-year-old stay-at-home mom, you Mm -hmm. know. 
So it has not worked in 18 years. So are you nervous about it, would you say? I mean, nervous, yes. It's going to be totally different. And I assume I'll just go back and do the same thing. You know, I have an accounting degree and an MBA, and I'll probably just end up back in a bank or, you know, I don't know. We're going to see. We're going to start working on that. Yeah. Well, and also (laughs) it'll expand your... You know your reach. You know, maybe you'll meet some other more people, right? That right. kind of thing. So it's going to be. That's going to be what's keeping me busy. Here in a few months, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. I'll I will definitely report back. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody has any uh, job job, um... right? Anybody want to hire a fifty year old stay at home mom? <laughs> Got lots of skills, but of course you do. But I I think that's the thing is that, you know, technology changes so much. And even, I mean, I've been working, you know, obviously teaching and and some things don't change, but other, you know, there's always some new program to learn or, you know, we we never really stop learning, I guess, you know, but you'll, you'll pick up on, on whatever it is that you choose to do. I'm sure. It'll be a good thing. I think it'll be good. It'll be good for me. Like I'm, I'm ready as much as I'm spoiled with you know making my own schedule for 18 years I'm I think it'll be it'll be a good thing yeah yeah I'm ready to get back out there Mm -hmm. well and also so many jobs now of course not not the job that I have but so many of them are remote or you know maybe you only have to go into an office right twice a week or versus going uptown every every day every day right I just don't know if I could sit in traffic (laughs) I know. I think of that like something local would be nice. And there are options, you know, in town. So I'm hoping to not have to drive uptown every day. Yeah. Well, let's put the feelers out. Right. Shelly needs a job. (laughs) (laughs) So these are just some of the things that keep us busy. Work, kids, fundraising, running. Um, I think everybody, you know, has their own way of keeping themselves busy. Yeah. But I, and again, and I know I said it before, but I also think it you can also give yourself those days too of just, you know what, I'm not busy doing anything. I'm just having a cruddy day and I'm going to sit here and watch, you know, murder mysteries on all day long and knock it out of my pajamas. Right. No, I think those days, everybody needs those days. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you know, it's it's okay to just let yourself hang out for a day and yeah. just not I think do I've been anything. Doing, I think I've been doing that a little too much this summer. <laughs> right. It's just easy to let the days go by, I think, sometimes, too. And, you know, Shelly and I have been talking about, it, it's so hot here in the summertime. It's so hot. The running thing. And it, just... it's it's hard. We've been, we've been more kind of walking lately, but um, definitely, especially with the fall, you know, once it cools down in a couple months... Um, we'll be back on the training plan. Yeah, we've got to get back on it. Because I think having a goal helps me too. Oh, know? totally. The The race registration motivates me. Yeah. Like, I need to get registered for something. Yeah. Well, I'm registered for Kiowa. You're going to do Kiowa, right? The half. Yes, I haven't registered yet, but I'm... I think that's on your I, birthday this year. It is. Um, I have to figure out the whole dance thing with my daughter, but I think I, I feel like I can just miss that. So I do want to do that one. And then we need to look into that 25 K. 
Yeah, that's the week trail before. race. So, yeah, we need to get things. We need on to the get calendar. those on the calendar. Yeah, because spend I spend the money on it, and then it's it's there. Yeah. One, but when I know I have to do it, then I will. I just have been, I've just kind of gotten lazy this summer and, you know, I think just with travel and things like that, but it's definitely time to get back on, back on the train. Plus the 10 pounds that I've gained too. <laughs> Got to get rid of that right. somehow. We need the trails. We need yeah. to get back out there, but we will. Yeah. And it's not like we've done nothing. We just haven't been on our usual training plan. Right. Which, and you know what, it's one of those things too. I know it makes me feel better. I know it mentally helps me. And I don't know why I'm having such trouble getting right. motivated lately. Well, and I think we came off of the 50K in February and then you give yourself a break and then it's just so hot outside. Yeah. It's so hard. It's so hot. <laughs> I, I mean, we have friends that go run in Death Valley, you know, yeah. the Badwater 135 just happened. And I'm like, if they can do that, why can I not get myself out in this heat? Because... I know. Speaking of that, did you see a 77-year-old man finished it? But I was watching some of the video, and he was literally almost crawling. He, he was bear crawling that last little stretch for a minute. I mean, how that's inspiring. I can't imagine... Can't imagine it. No, I can't either. Those those runners are amazing. Gosh, talk about training. I know. We're going to get back out there. We're yeah. not going to make the Badwater 135. <laughs> no, that's never going to happen. <laughs> but we are going to we're going to get back so we'll have some good running stories. Yeah. Absolutely. Soon. So, yes, this is, you know, this is how we stay busy. I think everybody just stay busy in their own way and we just will continue to get through this widowhood. And you know what? Sometimes it's one day at a time. Sometimes it's one minute at a time, it seems like. But just got to keep going. And like you said, I think staying busy, no matter how you do it, it, it helps so much. Right. So thank you all for listening. We will chat again soon. You can get in touch with us on Facebook or Instagram at Dare to Live Podcast and on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening, and we will chat again soon. Thanks, y'all. 